What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Every time I come to record a podcast lately, my computer acts up and it takes me like 15, 20 minutes to even begin recording because either the microphone's not working or the software's not working. Something's wrong. I think it's time to update the computer. I think I'm holding too much data on here at this point. I'm holding too much storage with, we're like 65 almost. This might be episode 63, 64, or 65. It's one of those. But yeah, the laptop is not holding up. This is a laptop that I had from my previous job, and I think it's time to get a little more upscaled one that's a little bit nicer than can hold all of the stuff that I do to make things a little bit more efficient. But that's not what you guys are here today for. We are here to have a fun episode and talk about the four biggest mistakes and misconceptions that I had when I first started training in nutrition that slowed down the first three, even four years of my time in the gym and trying to change my body composition. I spent a lot of time up front, not necessarily not making progress because I was progressing and seeing change in my body, but it wasn't happening at as fast of a rate as it definitely could have. I was seeing little results, but I could have seen a lot more results if I would have had just a little bit more knowledge and focused in on a few key points that I was really messing up that cost me the first three to four years of my training and nutrition to look my absolute best. And so I think these are really going to help you. And I think these are things that a lot of people start out struggling with or just not understanding necessarily. So they don't create as good results as they want to and end up frustrated. And this is why a lot of us um, resort to fad diets, resort to free training programs or cheap training programs from people that probably aren't credible enough to be giving you that sort of information for a long-term transformation that you can sustain for the rest of your life. And in today's age, we're a lot more spoiled, right? When I very first started training, Instagram wasn't as big of a thing with fitness or with coaches giving a bunch of information. TikTok wasn't around. YouTube wasn't very big. It wasn't very mainstream to give science-backed education or individualized knowledge to help you create a plan that's going to work best in your situation to help you get to your goal, but not only get there, get there without all of the restriction or being miserable through the process so that you can sustain that goal in the long term. And that's exactly what I do for myself. That's why I've been able to stay in this game for so long and continually improve my body every single year. That's exactly what I teach through the Lost and Lifting coaching program, teaching people how to create a plan that works with your lifestyle, your likes, your body, the things that you're going to be able to sustain in the long run. So we create a result around that instead of creating a result around a bunch of restriction or things that you don't ultimately enjoy where you end up falling off the wagon and go back to your old habits. It's very important to make sure how you're creating that result is a way that you see yourself sustaining that result in the long term. So if you're doing a fad diet or going keto or anything like that, restriction of foods that you like and telling yourself you can't have them now because you're trying to lose weight, well, chances are you're going to end up right back in that exact same scenario needing to lose that weight again in the future simply because if you don't see yourself doing it forever, you're going to end up falling back into old habits and get off plan. And when it comes to training, there's a few little specific things that really would have amplified my results in the beginning that I teach as well as it's common knowledge, but it's just things that we don't necessarily pay attention to up front because we don't understand how the body 
body actually changes and the adaptions that occur to help us achieve the results that we're looking for. So I'm going to quit blabbering. We're going to hop into this episode around the four biggest misconceptions that I had and the mistakes that I made when I very first began. But one last thing. If you guys would, I would greatly appreciate it if you would take a screenshot of this episode, if you would put it on your IG story and tag me in it. I'll make sure to repost it. I'll send you a message thanking you for doing so. It just really helps the podcast the podcast grow. And as well, if you have somebody that you know is struggling or is into nutrition or training or is just getting into it, send them a link to this podcast. Let them listen to some of the episodes. This podcast is amazing for beginner to intermediate lifters or trainees who are trying to change their body composition, whether that's lose fat, build muscle. This podcast alone will help people expedite their results substantially. I wish I had something like this when I first began to help me know right from wrong to be able to create a long-term lasting result. So Do them a favor, do me a favor, shoot this to somebody who you know could benefit from this information to help them in their frustrations and help them create a result that's going to be sustainable so they're not always in that yo-yo cycle like so many of us end up in. So I'm going to quit blabbering. Let's just hop into the podcast. All right, mistake number one that I made for a very long time was focusing on eating healthy more than I was focused on controlling calories and protein. I always wanted to have a six pack. My goal wasn't to be big and have a bunch of muscle. I wanted to be lean. I wanted to be athletic. I wanted to be shredded. Basically the tone look that so many people are looking for. That's what I was striving for. But I didn't necessarily know what I had to do or implement or the guidelines to follow to make that happen. So I was trying all sorts of different things. At first, I just tried to simply eat healthy. So I was trying to eat a lot of fish. I was trying to stay away from rice because I thought rice was bad. Carbs were bad. I was to eat very minimal carbs, eat a lot of vegetables, no white potatoes. I could have sweet potatoes, but I couldn't have white potatoes. I basically, but I wasn't paying attention to my calorie intake inside of that. So I may have like three or four servings at night of all healthy foods thinking that as long as it's healthy, it's impossible to gain fat through what I was use, through what I was eating. Those were foods that were the foods I needed to eat to lose fat. But what we don't understand, I was eating a lot of nuts, um, no ice cream, no junk food, and every once in a while I'd fall off the wagon and have crazy binges because I was always telling myself no. But I didn't understand that the calorie value, the energy value of all foods is what plays a role in fat gain and fat loss. And it's not necessarily the foods themselves. It comes down to the law of energy balance. I've talked a lot about this on this podcast. Most of you, if you've listened to episodes, you already know this and I always reiterate it, but this is literally the foundation to your nutrition to change your body composition. You have to eat less calories consistently than what your your body burns in calories every single day. It's just the law of thermodynamics. Think of your food, your calorie intake as a budget. If you burn 2,500 calories every single day, that's your maintenance level. You could eat 2,500 calories every single day and you would not gain or lose any weight. You would just merely stay the same. doesn't matter if you ate that food in Twinkies, 2,500 calories of Twinkies, or you ate that in 2,500 calories of something extremely healthy like salmon or anything like that. You're going to maintain because the calorie intake is what depends you losing or gaining weight, not necessarily the food itself. And so... Or and then if you eat less than that, if I burn 2,500 calories but I eat 2,000 calories in Twinkie, 
in Twinkies over time, I am going to lose weight. It doesn't matter if that 2,000 calories comes from Twinkies, from salmon, something healthy or not healthy. As long as I'm abiding to the law of thermodynamics, calories in versus calories out, I can control weight gain, weight loss. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat healthy by any means, but if your only goal to get into better shape, to feel better, to look better, to perform better is simply to eat healthy foods, you're setting yourself up for for a lot of frustration because you're simply not following the law of thermodynamics. If you're not paying attention to that whatsoever, you're going to stay extremely frustrated because you're going to think you can eat as much as you want of healthy food, which is actually still going to put you over your calorie intake each day and ultimately not create the results that you want to. So I would put on a little bit of muscle whenever I would get really strict and I would get in the game and be very consistent with eating healthy. And that was the other thing is I would yo-yo up and down. Like I'd sometimes be on track with it and then I'd have weeks where I was like, ah, screw it. Like I'm sick of eating healthy. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. But when you realize that it just comes down to your calorie intake and you can fit all foods in moderation into your diet and still create progress as long as you are controlling your calorie balance, things get a lot more sustainable and you can last a lot more long-term. I always say that if I would have kept in that same mindset and thought I always had to restrict, I would not be a coach today. I would not be still training and still on top of my body composition because the amount of restriction and sacrifice it would put on your life just to try to make progress was unbearable. It really wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it to try to look better to have to restrict the rest of your life for it. So when you understand calories in versus calories out, you gain back your freedom so that you can start including all foods in moderation into your diet and still create progress each and every week. You can fit in desserts. You can fit in sugar. You can have carbs. You can eat like a normal person as long as you just live with a little bit more intention or more intention, more intentional with the foods that you are choosing and not feel so much restriction and still create the result that you want to create. So that was the biggest thing. I was so focused on eating healthy and I had no idea that what actually created body composition change came down to your calorie intake first. The second biggest mistake that I was making, I was trying to do high reps with light weight for every single workout because I thought that's what I needed to do to tone the muscle. I remember I used to work out with my brother a lot and this is like, heck, like 10 years ago, eight, nine, 10 years ago, eight to 10 years ago. And I would always, I remember always telling him that I wasn't in the gym to try to get big and bulky. I was in the gym to try to get toned and defined. So I needed to use light weights for high reps because that's what produced that result. And honestly, I had no idea. I just thought that was the logic of it. The heavier that you lifted, the bulkier your muscles would get. And the the less that you lifted for more reps, the more defined your muscles would get. Right? A lot of females still think this way. A lot of people still think like this. And it's just like the logical answer that we give ourselves um, and then that's what we go execute on. But here's what I didn't realize. Getting big and bulky was extremely, extremely hard and doesn't happen for the most of us. And to build muscle, building muscle is extremely hard. And we want to build as much muscle as possible because the reality is we can't build that much muscle. The people that you see that are big and bulky and really strong and super masculine and like really, really muscular, like people that do shows or strongmen, um, CrossFit athletes, most of these people are unnatural. They're doing it in an unnatural way. So if you're natural, you have natural hormones, you need to be trying to gain strength over time to improve your body, to put on as much muscle as possible. Because if we're being realistic with ourselves, it's very hard to put on muscle and we're not going to be able to put on as much muscle as we initially think that we're going to be able to. You can't just go into the gym and start lifting and you're all of a sudden going to look like a bodybuilder. 
those are the genetic freaks of the world and the people that are doing it unnaturally through unnatural substances that dictate, that mess with hormones that allow you to do so. It's not natural. So to understand that having muscle is healthy, the more lean mass that you have, the healthier you're going to be. But as a lady, you're not going to be able to put on enough muscle to create that masculine or big and bulky look. I've been training for 10 years at this point, and I still don't have that big and bulky look. If I have a shirt on, you don't really notice like that I lift weights and I'm like this super muscly dude. Now, if I take my shirt off and I'm lean enough, you can tell that I lift. I have some muscle, but I would argue that it's more of that defined or toned look that most people are searching for. And I've been training now for 10 years, and I've been training heavy. I've been in those lower rep ranges, that those like three to six to eight rep ranges, training a lot, trying to get stronger in those rep ranges, as well as training in those higher rep ranges of 10 to 15 to 20 to 30. I used to do a bunch of sets at like 20 to 30 reps, which really is just training my endurance side to my musculature. And it's not necessarily training the hypertrophy side or the strength side, which all is needed. So I'm not saying that You should train in really low rep ranges all the time. But what I am saying is that you should combine all of it together. You should train in those lower rep ranges of three to six reps, those rep ranges of six to 12 reps, and those rep ranges of 12 to even 20, 30 reps sometimes. But thinking that the lower rep ranges of like three to six, three to eight are going to make you big and bulky isn't actually the case. That is not true. It's 100% false. So to get strong and build a good foundation to a healthy, strong body over time, we should be training in all of those rep ranges. The majority of your work, probably in that 6 to 12, 6 to 15 rep range. That should be about 70-ish percent of your work. Then you can have another 15 to 20 inside of the strength rep range of 3 to 6, and another 15 to 20 roughly in the, the 12 or 15 to even up to 30 reps in your training cycle. But just training super high reps for really lightweight all the time isn't going to help your body progress as fast and you're really just stalling the progress process. You're not really gonna put on a whole lot of muscle. Your muscles are gonna have a lot of endurance to them. You're gonna build your endurance, but you're not actually building muscle to create that tone or defined look that you want because you're so scared of becoming big and bulky. And that's exactly where I was until I started to get some education. I started to understand the body a little bit better. I started to understand training a little bit better and the need to involve all rep ranges with heavyweights, with lighter weights, lower rep ranges, higher rep ranges, and bringing a program together to actually transform the body through training to create the result that we're all looking for, which is adding some muscle and losing some fat. So don't go into the gym and think you're going to just become big and bulky if you start trying to lift heavier weights and become stronger. It's actually going to help you be leaner. It's going to help you be more defined, and it might even help you create more of that tone look than you actually realize. The third misconception that I had was I thought I needed to switch up my workouts every week to confuse my body. That was a popular phrase, and it still is a little bit. People will say you need to always switch up what you're doing to confuse the muscle because that's what's going to help build the muscle. And there's some validity to that in certain circumstances. Over time, we want to switch up our workouts. We don't want to be doing the same workouts for 8, 12, 16, 24 weeks, but Actually, it's a really good idea to keep your workout similar for a four to eight week span simply because if we can be doing the same exercises over a four to eight week span, we can progress those exercises in terms of getting better at the form, 
just to build the skill to the exercise, to be able to do more reps with a particular weight, to be able to do more weight with a particular amount of sets. And as we progress and add in progressive overload, that's what actually produces results. Results don't come from confusing the muscle. The results come from forcing your body to adapt and get stronger, and then your body has to respond, meaning we're getting better at the form, we're doing more reps, we're doing more weight, or we're even adding some sets. So you don't want to go into the gym and switch up the exercises every single week. You want to keep the exercises similar for a four to eight week span. If you're newer to the gym, if you're newer to training, I would argue you could go for even eight up to eight weeks, keeping exercises the same. As you get more experienced, I like to drop down to about four week blocks and run the same workouts for a four week span and then switch them up. But you don't want to switch them up every single week simply because you don't give yourself the chance to actually progress in those exercises and those lifts to force your body to create adaptions and get better at those exercises which is ultimately going to help you get better at training, which is ultimately going to make your body look better over time. So you don't want to go into the gym and always switch things up. Create a plan. You need a four-week program at least that's going to be the same exercises that you can go in and get better at and get stronger at, and that's where your body's going to change. But if you're always going in and just throwing a dart at the wall with blindfolds on and just going in and winging it and doing different stuff in hopes that that's what's going to create muscle and that's what's going to help you lose fat and that's what's going to help you transform your body, you are very mistaken because you're simply, just like I stated, throwing a dart at a dartboard with blindfolds on. When you know what you're going to do every single week and you know what you need to do to progress inside of those exercises, now you're guaranteeing a result every single week instead of just hoping for a result. And when we can do that and we can control what we need to do to get to where we're going, we can get there a whole lot more efficiently and a whole lot faster. And that's where I was messing up. I was staying consistent with training, but always trying to switch things up as I was never truly progressing at anything. I was just basically spinning my wheels. So that's a huge one. You don't want to go into the gym and always switch things up. Keep things consistent for a given amount of time, get better at it, and then switch it up and choose to get better at something else. But again, you should at least be doing the same workouts over a four-week span. The newer that you are, you can push that to eight weeks, maybe even 12 weeks in some cases. But don't go in and always switch it up because you're basically just going to end up spinning your wheels. And the last one, number four. Whenever I decided it was time to try and lose fat and get lean or get shredded or get toned, I would put a huge emphasis on cardio rather than keeping my emphasis on strength training as well as my nutrition. And this is a big one. We think to lose fat, you just need to burn a whole bunch of calories through running, through group classes, all these different things, which isn't a bad idea to burn more calories. But at the base of your fat loss, you have to be controlling your calorie intake eating enough protein, and you want to remain strength training so that as you stay in a calorie deficit, you aren't just losing weight where you're losing fat as well as muscle. You're just strictly losing fat. And the way to do that is you've got to make sure that strength training is at the foundation of your exercise. And whenever I decided it was time to lose fat, I didn't want to get big and bulky, right? So I would make sure to run a whole bunch I wouldn't really pay attention to my nutrition a whole lot. I'd just keep that the same. And then I would lighten up on the strength training, thinking that that's how I was going to get leaner and lose a lot more fat. But in reality, I 
I never really got that lean because I wasn't paying attention to my calorie intake and I wasn't. So if I was eating low calorie, I was going to lose muscle because I wasn't strength training as much. And then, so let's say I stayed in a calorie deficit. Now I was doing a bunch of cardio. My muscles weren't being stimulated or getting activated. So now as I would lose weight, I would lose muscle along with fat, which ended up in more of like a skinny, softer, skinny fat type look basically that always left me frustrated. I was so mad. Like, how do I see these people looking so good, looking lean and shredded and fit and athletic? Yet here I am putting in all this work, trying to eat healthy, doing a bunch of cardio, doing a little bit of weights, yet I would never end up looking like that. And it was just simply because I didn't have my focus on just eating in the calorie deficit, eating enough protein and focus more on strength training than cardio to sustain my lean muscle mass so that as I was losing fat, I was creating a better body composition. I was creating a lower body fat percentage because I was holding on to my muscle tissue while strictly losing fat. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. When they decide they want to lose weight, they just strictly go on a diet that helps them lose weight. But we want to make sure that you're going on a diet that's going to help you lose fat, hold on to your lean muscle tissue so that you look better at the end. Not so you just look skinnier or smaller, but better. So you create that toned, defined, strong look that all of us are looking for. And so doing a whole bunch of cardio, trying to eat healthy was not working. And I was ending up extremely frustrated. And with enough time, after like three, four years of this, I got so sick of it that I almost ended up quitting. And right before I almost quit, just because it wasn't working, I always felt restricted. I started binge eating because I was on this restrictive diet and I would binge restrict. And then my training wasn't really working. I was doing the same stuff in the gym. I came across a guy named Mike Samuels, who's not even in the fitness space anymore. He's a copywriter now. But he was putting out evidence-based information about everything that I talk about in this podcast. He's putting out stuff on calories in versus calories out, talking about macronutrients, talking about strength training and how you should be aiming to get stronger over time to build your body instead of deplete your body. And I remember buying a, a $10 ebook, I believe, at the time from him. And like maybe it was like 2014, 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. It's like a $10 ebook that completely changed my life, teaching me everything around nutrition, teaching me about training. I remember subscribing to his newsletter and just learning and learning and learning and soaking it all in. And that's when it clicked for me. And I started to understand just what I said. I need to learn how to build my body rather than try to deplete my body. That means I needed to learn how to get stronger because it wasn't going to make me big and bulky. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to help me build lean muscle tissue. And I need to understand that I can eat all foods in moderation. I can eat breads. I can eat some sugars. I can have some processed foods. As long as I'm accounting for my calorie intake, I'm eating enough protein every single day, and I'm including some whole fibrous, micronutrient-dense foods as well, I could make this thing work long-term and change my body without being so engulfed in this whole fitness thing in a way that it had to be my whole life instead of just making it a part of my life. And as I've learned and as I've grown and taken on clients and worked with a bunch of people, it's been able to compound and change their lives too. And not even just the people I work with, but even if you just sit here and listen to this podcast, you're learning from me just simply buying a $10 ebook back when I was in 2013, 2014, super frustrated in my own journey. And that led to its own roller coaster of a bunch of certifications, 
opening my own gym, starting my own coaching company, and all sorts of stuff that is really, really cool. So it, it was cool to go back and think about where I started and where my mindset was and the things that I was doing and bring them onto the podcast day today to be able to share them with you because it just took me back to that time to where everything started and where the seed of Lost and Lifting was planted. And just to see it grow and to see where my life is at today to be doing this full time, to be running the gym, to be coaching a full roster of online clients and to that to be my full time job and what I'm fully engulfed in. I'm just super appreciative. I'm super appreciative for you just listening to this episode, just listening to this podcast, supporting the LNL movement. And yeah, that's all I've got. Super grateful for you guys. I appreciate you. If you have any questions with anything, my email is always linked down below. Like I mentioned, like I mentioned in the first podcast, share this with somebody that could use it or put it on your IG story. Let people know that you're finding value here and I greatly appreciate it. So all of you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk with you soon.